Governor Chris Sinan, a newsmaker out of the gate this morning, live. Good morning, New Hampshire, the Pulse of an H. Governor, good morning. Good morning, Jack. How are we doing? Well, I don't know. I just tried to make sense of the federal <laughs> thing. I mean, what a system. Huh? I, I'm, I mean this. I know this may seem very elementary to you, but why is it the states like New Hampshire have to balance their budget, live within their means, but the federal government, $34.2 trillion in debt, and we just we go from a crisis every couple months. What, what is this? It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. Um, look, there's accountability in states, right, especially small states where you show up, you, you know, folks can come and knock on your door. There's, there's a, a, a kind of a feedback response system. You get a lot of these politicians in D.C., they go down there, and, and look, it's true. You get inside this D.C. bubble. You get kind of accustomed to it being okay for not getting anything done. And, uh, and it's the most amazing part is everyone's frustrated with Washington. Everyone wants to see Washington, you know, everyone in Washington changed, except theirs, except their senator, except their congressman, right? right. The, the incumbents somehow still get elected, even though they're all doing a bad job. So everyone's doing a bad job except theirs. So, look, you know what I've said, fire them all, start again. It's, it's, a, it's a disaster. I mean, just how about a balanced budget amendment? Can we start there yeah, in, in Washington? I'm not even saying what the budget has to be. We're not, that's not even a policy decision. <laughs> I know it's going back quite a ways. Was, was that part of your decision way back when you decided to not to run for yes, the Senate? You didn't, want to be, you didn't want to be one of those and be caught up in that? That's exactly right. No, I didn't want to be part of that. I, did, I, I said, look, within about six days, I'm going to get really frustrated with you, and you're going to get really frustrated with me because I'm not <laughs> going to be quiet about it. And, and I, said, I said to her, I said, I think this is best for everyone that we just – you know, move on. I'll, I'll keep making New Hampshire a gold standard. You keep trying to look at, at our state, wondering how we do it so well. Uh, I've tried, you know, we, we got a playbook. It ain't, it ain't a secret. You know, copy and paste, you know, yeah. that's fine. Copy and paste the New Hampshire model down in D.C. I think it would work phenomenal. Governor Sununu, I know you've been a very loyal supporter of Nikki Haley. Uh, you were talking about it this past weekend. Michigan votes today. It looks like it's five in a row for Trump. Big wins, big win in South Carolina. Why should Nikki Haley stay in this thing? Well, because the voters haven't decided yet, right? I mean, so you have three, maybe four states if you count Nevada. Um, but uh, but no, the, the voters will decide, not political elite, not the media, not the naysayers. It's really up to the voters. So um, you got to get through Super Tuesday to make sure that they um, know what their choices are, make sure they're voting on those choices. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, Trump's an incumbent president, the standard bearer of the party for the last seven, eight years, and the guy is still barely not even getting 60% of his own party's vote, right? So that's, that should show signs to everybody. This is going to be a problem in November if we, if we stick with Trump, not just for him, but for all the other Republicans on the ballot. And I'm, I'm, look, I'm not anti-Trump. I'm just very pro-Republican, right? I'm a conservative. I'm pro-Republican. I want Republicans to win. I got nothing. I got no game, no stake in this whatsoever other than good, other good Republicans winning and not getting dragged down by Trump, which as a, he's a political anchor. I mean, just an anchor on the party, on the messaging, on all of it. And so at the end of the day, if, um, you know, if we stick with this, uh, we're going to have a lot of problems. Look at the RNC. I mean, the Republican National Committee barely has any money. They just lost leadership. They're bringing in folks that have no idea how to raise money or message. They're all just Trump people, right? Trump mm-hmm. can't raise any money. Nikki has actually outraised him uh, in the last quarter. So, um, you know, the big, there's a lot of big money, big donors, which you need to get the message out. They're sitting on the sidelines. They're not going to participate with this guy at the right, helm. Right. Um, so it, it's just it's, it's bad news. And again, more, most important, let the voters decide. Let them have the say. Governor Chris Sinone, you you've been consistent saying that Trump can win a primary, but he's going to have a hard time in the general election. You came out with a field, still pretty good sized field here, and you chose Nikki Haley. I'm one of the people that doesn't begrudge her for for running and being in this. She's made it a two-person race. 
um, and we still haven't gotten to Super Tuesday. But some say it's already over. Trump has it won. He's going to wrap it up in Super Tuesday. So if it is inevitable and Trump's the nominee and you want Republicans to win, how what what can he do? What can people like you do to kind of circle the wagons so that it that we have a good you know the Republicans have a good showing in November you know in the general election or or you know you've been critical of Trump in the past? Is it kind of like okay that's what we have and we're not going to do well in the general election? Yeah yeah look we're not there and and when it comes to circling the wagons I believe in that but um, when we circle around Trump that's a problem. So circling the wagons is finding a good gubernatorial candidate and putting everything you have behind it. Finding good congressional candidates, putting everything you have behind it. Bringing in all the coalitions, all the different you know spectrums of the party to make sure that nobody's sitting on the sidelines for those races, which can and should be won, especially here in New Hampshire. You know, and the other big piece is encouraging good candidates to come out and run. Right now, a lot of good Republicans don't want to run if Trump's on the ticket, but you got to start encouraging him to come out. So. Circling the wagons is important, but it's most effective when it's at the grassroots level, when it's happening in your community, in your state. And I think that's what you're going to see in a very significant way, in a very different way in this, in this, uh, in the 24 election, all the way to November. I mean, you have folks that normally would be putting in, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and all that kind of stuff into races, but they're just not going to do that for right. Trump. They're not going to get behind him. So that's going to hurt the, the ticket down ballot. Uh, you got to go after those candidates and get the money and the support and the messaging to come around those candidates as individuals, not just a ticket. Governor, you recently uh, went to the southern border. I think it was uh, uh, a community where there's been some newsworthiness. You visited Governor Abbott. You've been down there. You're committing, uh, supporting uh, with some troops, um, National Guard, and so is Georgia. And what do you make of the politics now with President Biden going Thursday, I think, to Brownsville? I think President uh, Trump, former President Trump uh, is going to where you visited, I believe. What do you make of the politics now? And what do you say to people where Joe Biden, even last night with Seth Meyers, blaming Trump for telling Republican members in the House, don't vote for the border bill? Uh, and Biden, what has he done in three years? Uh, and what do you make it? What do you make of the politics in and around the border all yeah. of a sudden? All of a sudden, is it just pure politics? Yes. Right now, for Biden, it is pure politics because his his policies have absolutely failed, and he's not willing to undo those. Right? He passed 16 different policies and executive orders very, very early on. Those policies are what have made the fundamental switch. There was no law passed. Congress didn't pass some law that created this problem in 21 and 22. This is strictly a Biden policy issue. It's been a disaster. I was Republican governors, including myself, were with the president and Secretary Mayorkas just two or three days ago, multiple days. Uh, and this was the number one topic. Democrats and Republicans agree this is the number one topic to be talking about. And he, they, they were very blunt. They said they're completely unwilling to look at policy changes because, quote, all oh, the lawyers say we can't do it. It was the dumbest excuse I have ever heard. And now he's going to show up at the border after years of complete inaction and just tell them, well, if we just passed a bill in Congress, it would all be all right. That's not the issue. They know the issue is their policies. They know the issue is the lobbies that have them completely hamstrung the lobbyists down in D.C. They know the issue is, quote, campaign promises that they're afraid to break because they don't want the socialists and the the progressives that want complete open borders. But as a policy, this has blown up in their face. They don't know what to do. Um, Where's the borders are? Remember that? Uh, That was the vice president. Is Kamala going to go down there with him? I mean, I've literally been at the border more than both of those two combined right now. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I Ruth, forgot, Ruth, I forgot that's unbelievable. That. I forgot that one with the vice president. She was going to take care of the board. I forgot that one. Well, hey. is she not the board czar anymore? I didn't get that memo. So this has been an abject disaster yeah. for the administration. And probably one of the number one reasons, the number one reason why Biden is now so vulnerable. Um, and, and just a, a show of, you know, he played to the politics of his party. It blew up in terms of policy. And now they have no idea what to do. And you know who suffers? We do. The American people. This is not a game. This is the this is yeah. fentanyl. This is sex trafficking. This is human trafficking. Or and you know, or or tell the parents of that uh, Georgia uh, nursing student, um, you know, who was murdered. Uh, that 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 uh, the illegal stuff sometimes doesn't matter in terms of the guy from Venezuela. Hey, let me just end with this, Governor. Here, close to home, under the under the dome at the state house, um, the House passed, and it's still in the House, legalized marijuana for recreational use. You've been quite outspoken on this in the past in terms of. Reducing, um, uh, you know, decriminalizing small amount of possession, medicinal marijuana, but you've held back on, you know, full blown recreational. So if this gets to this, if it's going to get to the Senate eventually. Senator Bradley was on me the other day, Senate President. He's a no vote. Senator Del Sandro's a no vote. But they, Senator Bradley said there may be enough votes that this gets through the Senate this time. If this bill, as you know it now in the House, and it can change, gets to your desk, are you open minded on recreational? pot use in new hampshire or are you opposed to it out of the gate yeah so the bill itself is no good because i've been super clear if they want me to sign something what it has to have in it so the the door's open and i've been crystal clear about what it needs to be but they're not doing it so that's it if you get the system wrong up front it's going to be an epic disaster for 20 years i don't like this idea at all i really don't but i do understand the responsibility if something's going to be inevitable and i have a i'm in a position to design a really good system to make sure it's not near kids, we control the marketing, we control the outlets. What do you not like about it? Happen. What do you like not like about it? Uh, look, you need to limit the number of locations. You need to make sure you have provisions in there so it's not near schools. You have to have the state control the um, the uh, the marketing and the messaging around it. You kind of you put it into the liquor system. Uh, you know, a similar a similar model as the liquor system where it has its individual stores. Um, so there's uh, there's various and, and no lobbying. Right. You can't have these guys lobbying, controlling the process. Um, we don't do our liquor commission is not allowed to lobby for itself. Right. So if we control it, we can't allow we, we can't be a lobbying effectively for ourselves. So, you know, you take the money out of it, that external money. So folks are just making good policy decisions based on the best system and model. So there's a few other provisions in there I've looked for, I've asked for. We could get there. If it does, I'll sign it. But if they just want to keep doing it the way Massachusetts and Vermont and Maine does it, which is a disaster, by the way. I mean, those states are, are miserable with their systems. They collect a little revenue, but the systems themselves really screw up the culture and the character of a lot of those towns that have, have afforded it. So we, we have a way to do it right. We really do. So, uh, it's a long-term success right. if you get it right, but you've got to get it right out of the gate. This isn't something to, to you know, be fixing as, as you go because it won't happen. So as is, you don't like it. Will you get involved in the Senate if they change it to something you can sign, or are you going to kind of let it go through the legislative process and then weigh if well, it gets... Well, look, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I would say I've been involved in that. I've been, they've asked me what I wanted to see. I've been super clear about that. And, and look, I, I, don't, I, I wear my emotions and my policy on my sleeve. This, these are the ABCs of me. You meet those stipulations, I'll sign it. If you don't, I won't. I don't know how else more to get involved. No, but, that's clear. You know, we'll see if they listen. All right. Governor, thank you. Uh, appreciate you it. Bet. Governor Kristen, and live. Good morning, Hampshire, the Pulse. Thank you, Governor. All right. Thank you, Jeff.